Welcome to the All of It podcast. I'm Paige Miller. I'm a realtor by trade, author, investor, mom, and wife with a mission to be better in life and in business. This show is a place for us to talk about all of it. From lifestyle to business to personal development and beyond, this show is meant to connect like-minded people who want to keep achieving more while also building a life they actually love living. Around here, we're all doers, so let's dive in to all of it. And this week, I am going to be talking about short-term rentals and more specifically, why short-term rentals, or at least why my husband and I chose short-term rentals Um As some of you or most of you know, if you're a faithful listener, I wrote and published a best-selling book um, in 2023, at the end of 2023, so just a couple months ago. And the reason why I ended up writing the book, at least the high-level reason why I wrote the book, was because it's the one thing that I got asked about in real estate most often. Like everyone knows that I help people buy and sell and invest in real estate, but people were most interested um, about our journey with our vacation rentals. So as it stands right now, we have three short-term rentals. We have two of them on the coast in Washington and one in Eastern Washington. And on this journey, um, we've just really found that it's been a good fit for us for investing and Leading up to short-term investing, we um, technically our first investment was our house in Chicago, and that was a home that we were buying in an affordable neighborhood that we would live in for four years instead of paying rent. We decided it was a better idea, especially because um, I had saved enough cash to be able to buy the home with 20% down. It just made most sense for us to be living in a home that we actually owned. That way we didn't have to be moving around. And in our case, our mortgage payment was going to be a lot less expensive than a rent payment. So while we lived in Chicago for those four years, um, we did quite a few improvements to that house to add value and just make it easier to sell on the back end. And The beautiful thing about basically a long-term flip, I guess we'll call it, it wasn't really a flip, but um, that style of investment was the fact that we knew that we would only be there for a set amount of time, but four years is enough time to either break even or make some kind of a profit. And for us, with putting 20% into the purchase up front, it's basically like a forced savings account. So... That money, um, we were able to get back out of the house when we sold it, as well as make a profit on top of that, which was really quite nice because I don't know if you guys know this, but dental school is pretty expensive. So it was nice to not add to our debt bill um, when it came to housing. And then when we moved back to Washington State, um, being the responsible people we were at the time, I guess, and still are. Um, we ended up moving in to my in-laws, um, apartment above their garage, which was great because we got to live there for a couple of years, save some more money. We still had our nest egg and we actually had the opportunity to do some investments with, um, Jeff's dad and brothers. And those investments were in the form of, I call it dirt flipping. Um, so basically we got to buy some land, did some development stuff, did, um, some dividing of the lots and then turned around and went and sold those. 
So that also added to our cash that we had available to do some future real estate purchases. And our next purchase after that was actually our next primary home, which I believe was about two years later. And that home was in a excellent neighborhood, great location specifically for us, um, a Rambler, which we really like. And we ended up doing a full gut renovation on that house, but we were able to, well, as we know, if you guys have been following me for a while, my husband is wildly talented when it comes to construction and design. So he was in charge of making all of my house dreams come true when it came to flipping this Rambler um, into what will, or what turned into, you know, our long-term home for the last several years. And at the time we were also able to, Jeff put in so much sweat equity, we weren't paying contractors. So we did a very extensive remodel, but it did not cost us as much as it costs many people who are obviously going to be outsourcing the projects to a contractor. So once that house was primarily finished. Um, we also ended up buying another project um, with a partner, and uh, it was more of a development project where it was vacant land. We went and cleared it, put in the road, put in the driveway. It needed all utilities, brought that in, and ended up putting a manufactured home on the lot, and that was also a really fruitful project. So At the point where we ended up pivoting into short-term rentals, we'd already had a bit of a background in some different real estate investing opportunities and um, paths. And so at that point, we had been spending a lot of time at the coast uh, with Jeff's family and my family. And every time we were down there, since I obviously help people buy and sell real estate, um, and I'm licensed to do so in Washington, I was able to pop into whatever listings were for sale when we were in the area and kind of scope things out. And I would say it took us about two years of knowing that we wanted to get into the short-term rental game, but we weren't quite comfortable pulling the trigger. I think with short-term rentals, since you don't know how it's going to go, I mean, with anything in life, obviously, you don't know how it's going to go, but it's... um it can be a little more tricky to determine what the actual market is for short-term rentals. In the book, I go into like all the ways that I research a market now and the tools that I use to figure out what the actual data is. Um, But at the time, even if I have the data, sometimes I have a hard time actually believing it to be true. So long story short, it basically took us two years before we finally pulled the trigger on our first short-term rental. And this house was actually more expensive than we initially uh, were hoping to spend for our first one, especially to get our feet wet. And what we also realized and learned about ourselves is that we really cannot help ourselves when it comes to a renovation. Um, Initially, when we walked through it and bought it, we were just like, okay, yeah, we're going to like change out some flooring. Uh, We're going to paint the cabinets, 
switch some hardware and then just like call it good. This is a sleepy beach town. It's not a high end beach town. Like this will be fine. And we'll just kind of see how it goes. But basically (laughs) we got the keys to the place. We started ripping out the carpet and before we know it, you know, we decide that now these kitchen cabinets really aren't that quality. So they're just going to get really beat up. They're not even worth painting. So the next thing we know, we're tearing out the kitchen and we're scraping the popcorn ceilings and we end up redoing the bathrooms and we redo all the trim and everything's getting painted. And then we do built in bunk beds downstairs and, 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 and. So this project, um, started as just a quick, you know, maybe month long project to get things spruced up and turned into a six month project where Jeff was driving to the coast almost every single weekend for that six month period to get this project complete. Um, and I can't say enough good things about how it has gone, but going into it, it was not exactly the plan that we had had in place. And that's one of the things that I learned a about us as investors, like especially Jeff, he cannot, you know, just let things go. He wants it done right. And I will also say that that absolutely has paid off for us when it comes to future maintenance of properties. So anyway, long story short, six months renovation, and then we're finally ready to list it um, on the short-term rental websites and platforms. I personally use Airbnb and VRBO. I think that they're the two most popular Um, and we haven't had any issues with getting any of our properties booked through those. So we listed it on the, or the first week of July. I maybe even listed it on the actual 4th of July. Anyway, and I just remember all of a sudden getting like flooded with bookings and reservations. And I had this moment where I was like, holy shit, like, this is actually working. Like this is working out way better than I hoped. I had no idea what to expect, but as soon as our listing went live, um, thanks to the formula that I kind of created for creating our listing, launching it onto the platforms, um, and all of the work that Jeff did leading up to it, it was an incredible moment where, you know, you're always nervous when you go into buying anything, I think, any big purchase. Um, I think you're definitely nervous when you're going to buy real estate because it feels a little daunting. And like, if this goes sideways, this could be really bad (laughs) if we're being honest. Um, And so it was just an incredible moment in time. I will never forget it. I was sitting um, on my parents' boat in the San Juans and getting these reservations coming in. And I was beyond excited. Um, I was also halfway through my first pregnancy. And so we found out that I was pregnant when we started this renovation, which was also bad timing for Jeff, just because I then became completely useless thanks to morning sickness for several weeks. And then at that point I was pregnant, so I wasn't going to be too intense into the labor scene. But anyway, I just remember this moment perfectly of like, wow, we are actually doing this. So basically from that point on, we had a super great year. That was in 2021. Um, and we basically didn't look back. And for us, 
short-term rental investing fits our skill sets and basically our bandwidth for annoying things. And what I mean by that, and I've said this publicly many a time, like you have to pick your the pain in the ass that you're willing to deal with because with any type of um, non-passive investment, which most real estate investing is not passive, um, you know, you have to figure out what your threshold is for things to go wrong or how often you're going to have to be dealing with things. And I don't, I think that it's just because I'm already in real estate sales. So I'm used to always having my phone and always being on call. But to me, it hasn't been an issue when it comes to managing guests um, because I either hop on the phone with them, send them a text, or oftentimes it's pretty straightforward just um, getting them the information that they need through the app. And then, of course, I can't say enough about the people that we have um, in these markets that are our eyes and ears and showing up if there is a problem. And then, of course, taking great care and cleaning the properties. So for us, short-term rental has been a great option. I think the other thing is people are always concerned that short-term rentals are going to get trashed. And of course, there's wear and tear because people are coming to your house to go on vacation. So they're going to relax. They have, we allow dogs. Um, obviously people bring their kids and not everyone lives as gently or as delicately as you maybe do. Um, but a lot of people we have found are quite respectful, but there is going to be wear and tear. But for us, like we haven't ever gotten into the long-term rental market and we intend to, but the hardest thing for us pulling the trigger on long-term rentals is just the condition of the properties. And then, you know, you get your property back in a year and oftentimes it is extensively damaged. Um, so that just, to me, it's a different mindset. And so we haven't transitioned into long-term rentals, but the short-term rental thing works best for us because we can also go and check on the properties. Every time someone checks out, it's usually only a couple days. We've only had one reservation where we've had people there for more than 30 days. Um, and I will say that it was much more lived in than anyone can really accomplish in a weekend when they're just staying at the beach. Um, so that was eye-opening, learned some new things. So I have some updates for people that have read the book to talk a little bit more about like midterm stays. Maybe that'll be the next book. I don't know. Um, but anyway, for us, short-term rentals just fit our personalities, our skill set, and our lifestyle. I will admit that we do not um, use our vacation rentals that are on the coast because um, we already have family that has a cabin there or actually each family has a cabin there. Um, but it is super nice to have a place to go with our friends or if we want to go to stay at the family cabin, but we want to have friends come and there's not enough space. It's super nice to have this other house down the road um, that people can take advantage of. And the awesome thing about our short-term rentals that are in Westport is that they happen to be next door to each other. So the one next door to our original, we actually bought in 2023 and that was not really a planned purchase, which I have talked about um, 
before, or I guess I maybe haven't really talked about it on the podcast or on social media too much, but that one was not something that we were really planning to do, but it was one of those things where we'd always said, if that house ever comes up for sale, we would like have to figure out a way to buy it. So we figured out a way to buy it. Um, we did some temporary financing for that, and now we're in the middle of refinancing it. Uh, so there, there you go. If you're looking for an agent that is actually in the market themselves, that is actually investing, and that is even refinancing in these conditions, um, I'm your gal. So Short-term rental is short-term rental investing is something that I think a lot of people are attracted to because you can get such higher returns and the properties are so much more attractive and fun because you can put so much design and thought and effort into it. And especially if you have a desire um, to be in some kind of like hospitality, like this is definitely a great avenue. Um, the other thing that a lot of people overlook or don't think about is that if you are a high income earner, like a W-2 high income earner, or um, you're also in real estate and you actually sell real estate, <laughs> um, it's actually a really great way to shuffle some things around with your taxes and minimize your um, tax burden, depending on how your short-term rental is performing. And I'm not a tax professional, so I'm not going to dive into that, but I've been having a lot of conversations with people that want to get into short-term rentals because the revenue possibilities are so attractive. But I have also talked to a select few that are really looking to offset some of their tax burden. So there's a really great strategy with that. I highly recommend talking to your CPA if you're interested in learning more about that. Um, also, if you have not bought the book, you should buy the book, mainly if you're interested in short-term rentals. If you're interested in, say you already have a short-term rental, but it's not performing as well, the book is a really great option to learn how I set up our listings and get them launched onto the platforms, and then how I personally um, self-manage the properties. So our properties are two hours away from our house and about four and a half hours away from the house. So in my opinion, anyone can self-manage. It just kind of depends on, I mean, I'm very transparent in the book about what it is like, and I'm always happy to talk to anyone about what it's like to self-manage. Um, and like I said, for me, it's a good fit, but I know there's plenty of people that don't want to be answering guests, uh, over the weekends or, evenings, things like that. Um, but the other thing with the book is that I have provided some free resources inside um, the book. There's a QR code and it'll take you to some uh, very helpful tools. So one thing is like our inventory list. The stuff that I always recommend is in all of your Airbnbs. Um, I also have a list of questions to ask your CPA, um, information on partnerships, and then I have access to a couple different calculators for like a return on investment and then a, another calculator or resource for doing some um, market research on where to buy a short-term rental. So I hope that all of this is super helpful. I realized I hadn't really talked too much on the podcast about uh, short-term rentals and why 
we went that route. Um, so there's a little bit more insight. If you guys ever have any questions about it, let me know. I am working on rolling out a few different courses to talk about this. So if you're interested in that, please message me so that I can make sure to get you more info. But other than that, I mean, it started snowing in Brewster today. So I think we're going to try and hit up Brewster this weekend and enjoy the snow as a family because that's the perk of having a short-term rental. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. If it's something that really resonated with you, or maybe you thought of a girlfriend while you were listening to it that would get a lot out of the conversation, please share it with her. And it would mean a lot to me if you would also share it on social media, but make sure to tag me at page underscore sells underscore real estate, because I would love to personally thank you.